Hello, everybody. This is Tracy, founder of the Fear Not My Love online community and host of this podcast. Welcome back. And in today's episode, we are going to review our first anti-worry technique. This is actually one of my favorite by Dale Carnegie, and it is in his book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. So before I dive into this technique, I would like to set the stage and introduce you to how I came across this technique and where I first used it. It's a bit of a unique story, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So I would say about two, three years ago, I was taking the Dale Carnegie training And I was traveling, actually. That was one of my busiest work travel years. And I ended up having to miss one of the weekly courses because I had to go on a business trip. So I took my book with me. In the course, they give you one big thick book with two of his most popular books together. And then they give you a little bit of a handbook where you can write some notes in there. So I took this big, massive book with me in my already very stuffed suitcases, and I remember I was in New Orleans for a conference, and this was a very stressful period of work. Great things were happening, we were growing, but I was really, really innovating the business and starting new partnerships, new ways of doing business, and really, really changing things up. And as we all know, with change comes uncomfort, comes unknown, comes fear. So I was in New Orleans, pardon me, in my hotel. And I remember I was just working away, probably checking emails um, in the evening after the event. And I'm not sure exactly what it was that triggered me and in that period of life, it didn't take much to trigger me. And then all of a sudden, I was just down the rabbit hole and literally working myself into a cold sweat about what could go wrong. The sky was falling. It was going to be all over from there. And life as I knew it would no longer be the same. You know, the crazy stories that our mind can make us truly believe are true when really it is just a mind gone a little bit out of control. So I was in my room in New Orleans in the evening all by myself, world of opportunities to get out, go, and here I am sitting there fuming, fretting, worried about this imaginary problem. Of course, it wouldn't have been the first time I had worried about that item, but here I was wasting my time in New Orleans. So I remember I grabbed the book, and I think at that point I had probably read enough of it. Maybe I had even read the technique once already. I'm, I can't remember the exact details, but I know I pulled open the book, and needless to say, I went to this technique, and this this technique that I learned from Dale Carnegie has really become one of my quick go-tos. In the beginning, it was very, very deliberate, and I had to think about it, had to remember, had to walk myself through it. 
Now, I mean, I've done it, unfortunately, you get good experience. I've gone through it where it's just a quick habit. If I start to worry, first of all, I am my own biggest skeptic now. I just go, hey, what's the chances that's going to happen? And then walk myself through the technique and then carry on from there. And the great thing, as with anything that you practice, practicing techniques to get yourself out of negative thinking patterns is just like practicing any other skill. The more you practice baseball, the better baseball player you get. The more you practice techniques to master your mind, the better you are at it, the quicker you can pull yourself out of a negative train of thought or even stop it before it begins, which is always a goal. So I'm going to read actually from the Dale Carnegie book word for word so that you get the full impact of the technique. And if you guys are interested, feel free to jot some notes or even if you want to reference this book, it's Dale Carnegie, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. It is the two part at the front. He has the how to win friends and influence people. So if you flip to the back, it is actually page 260, and it is in the section called A Magic Formula for Solving Worry Situations. So step one, um, and I guess maybe step back a little bit, the author, he's talking about a guy that went in to install a system in a building, and let's call it an air conditioning system. He messed up the system. It wasn't working 100%. And then he went into an absolute tizzy. He's employed by somebody else. He was put on the job because he's an expert. He didn't get it quite right. And as with anybody, if there's expertise on the line, time on the line, money on the line, and you have a boss to report to, I think one of the first worries that always comes to our mind is, oh my goodness, I'm going to lose my job. And that was exactly the situation that this gentleman found himself in. And he employed this technique and was able to walk himself through. So here is the technique. Step one, analyze the situation fearlessly and honestly and figure out what the worst that could possibly happen as a result of this failure. So I'll leave it at that. I'll move on to step two. After figuring out what was the worst that could possibly happen, I reconciled myself to accepting it if necessary. Okay, step three. From that time on, I calmly devoted my time and energy to trying to improve upon the worst which I had already mentally accepted. So I hope you guys caught that. I'm going to walk you through for the benefit of a real life scenario, what that may look like for a common person. So I'm going to take an entrepreneur starting a business and let's say um, working on a big contract that would secure the future of the business. So something very common to most entrepreneurs here starting to build a business, you're trying to find income, and very often you find yourself in make or break situations. So let's use that situation and work through that. So you are working with a potential client 
and you're scared that you won't get the business or if it's an existing client that you'll lose the business. And I've had that. I work with various companies as anyone does in business and we've had good chunks of our income that come from a few different clients. And as anybody in the business world knows, you really don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. You love to have various, various clients paying you as much as you can possibly get, of course. But one of these situations I found myself in is one of our big clients ending up changing their budgets and them changing where they saw their business going. And what that meant is they had um, cut our business And what that meant is a substantial amount of our income could be at jeopardy. So, of course, when a person a fir- person first finds that out, of course, it is not a lovely situation. So you tend to pan- panic, go down that rabbit trail, and find yourself in a fearful state of mind. So what is the worst case scenario that could possibly happen as a result of that failure? So right away you go, oh my goodness, I'm going to lose that income. The whole business is going to fall apart. That's where the brain would tend to go. I'm going to lose it all. I'm going to be unemployed. I'm going to have to go get a job. I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. Everybody's going to laugh at me. I am going to be humiliated. My ego is going to be bruised. So that would be a common train of thought. And, you know, the great joy and maybe the uncomfortable part of this technique is go there absolutely go there. What is the worst, worst, worst case scenario? Yeah. You know what? If it's a big client and you can't afford to pay your bills and you can't find income to replace it, well, things might go bad. Okay. So if things go bad, you can't pay bills at home. Oh my goodness. Are you going to lose the house? You're not going to be able to feed the family. Explore those all. Let your mind go to the absolute worst case scenario. I always like to say, if I know the worst case scenario, I can deal with everything from there. So let your mind go to that dark place and the worst case scenario, just just really feel it and and embrace it and then start to move on to step two. After you figure out what the worst case scenario is, reconcile yourself to accepting it if necessary. So your business goes belly up. You can find new income to support it. You can pay your bills. So let's say in the event that worst, worst case scenario happened, which it usually doesn't. I mean, there's various stages from that point. I mean, a person could go get a part-time job to um, to help support the business in the transition. Of course, we it's not necessarily black or white, but let's say we went straight to worst case scenario. So everything went bad. I'm going to guess that you're going to have to go out and get a job. And you know what? You may think that everybody will laugh and say you're a failure, but you know what I've found in life? Everybody is so very self-involved in their own life and their own problems (laughs) that most people except for a passing glance, 
could really care less about what's going on in your life. Of course, your loved ones care and hopefully they support you enough not to say, haha, I told you it wasn't going to work, which let's hope you have a better support system than that. But needless to say, it might sting for a little bit. You're going to feel like a little bit of a failure, but at the end of the day, you're still alive. You're still healthy. Chances are your relationship will still be in place. Um, A loving spouse is always there to pick you up when you fall. So what's the worst case scenario? You might have a little bit of a debt from that, and you might have to remortgage, and then you might have to go get a job, and you might have to work for somebody. But you know what? I mean, it's not as bad as our mind likes to picture Most of the time, our mind wants to put us doom and gloom, living in the streets with a blanket and a box. And like I said, it's usually never quite as dramatic as our mind tends to make it out. So from that point, step three, he states he calmly devotes his time and energy to try and improve upon the worst, which I've already accepted mentally. So you've gone to the dark place and then you've accepted it and thought of what can happen after the worst case scenario. Then you move on and go, okay, this could potentially happen, but you know what? Chances are it might not, and it's not going to be as bad as my mind thinks it's going to be if it does happen. So you know what? One more second spent in worry is one more second that you're not devoting your full mind to trying to figure out the solution to the problem. And I know so many times where I've had a lot of worry on my mind, it just takes a lot of bandwidth. It drains you mentally. It affects you physically. And at the end of the day, the more your brain is tied up on fuming and fretting about things that might not happen, again, you cannot be your best self and you cannot be on the case, so to speak, trying to figure out what's going to happen. If you're looking at that scenario of potentially losing a client, well, there's so many ways you can spin that. You could dive in. You could get to know them a little bit better. Why are you losing the business? Is it a price? Can you adjust your price? Is it something that you did or didn't do? Is it a need that another supplier is fulfilling? If you can just step out of your own mind and your own worry, it opens up so much bandwidth to start being Inspector Jet, Inspector Gadget, pardon me, and getting on the case. So. Those are the three steps, and I know that was a bit long-winded, but let's review it really quick. Analyze the situation fearlessly and honestly and figure out what the worst that could possibly happen as a result of this failure. Step two, after figuring out what was the worst that could possibly happen, I reconcile myself to accepting it if necessary. Step three, from that time on, I calmly devote my time and energy to trying to improve upon the worst, which I had already accepted in my mind. So that's the technique. And, you know, needless to say, once I learned that, and anytime I'd start that worry and 
and just go down that rabbit hole, as I mentioned, I would pull that out and go, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Okay, let's assume everything goes bad. What would be my action plan? Step three, okay, I know the worst case. I know the backup plan. Now let's get to work to make sure I can do everything in my power so that that doesn't happen. And I have drawn on this technique so many times. It actually got to a point, and it's not the same thought all the time. It's various different thoughts when you're an entrepreneur. You have a lot of different worries and situations to deal with, a lot of unknown. I actually got to a point where I just decided to make it easier on my brain. Instead of trying to remember my backup plan, I created a cue card, put it in my desk. So when I found myself in that frame of mind, I'd go to the worst case, which my brain knew so very well. And then I would pull out my cue cards with my backup plan and then go, yeah, okay. You know, if this all fell apart right now, it's not doom and gloom. I would recover and here's my many handfuls of backup opportunities. And then I'd review that, acknowledge it, I'd calm down, put it away, and then carry on. So it's been a fantastic, fantastic technique for me. And needless to say, that night in the hotel in New Orleans, I ended up reviewing that, getting my mind together on that subject, I hit the town and I was able to get some fantastic beignets. So it was amazing as I butchered the pronunciation of that. So that is our technique for today. And I hope you guys really got something out of that. Um, As you know, our goal here is to provide entrepreneurs with the tips, tools, access to the experts that will give them the ability to step into courage and bring their act of love into the world. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I appreciate you tuning in every day and listening and supporting our podcast and sharing it among our friends. And I look forward to catching you guys on the next episode. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.